Google Plays like the Cube. Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the Head Nod, Season 1, Black Life at a PWI. A poem. In halls less familiar, I find my space, a black spirit thriving in an open embrace. PWI's tapestry woven with hues anew, strength and diversity, our stories imbue. <laughs> Feel real, real Baltimore. Resilient and bold, our voices resound, shattering barriers where understandings found. Black at a PWI, we stand side by side, illuminating paths where differences collide. Yes, chat GPT, the tapestries, we're weaving it <laughs> in view. Thank you. Welcome to the head knot. Boom, 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 boom. 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 <laughs> ah. <laughs> you already know, we're back with another episode. And today we are really excited to have Jen Brown joining us. <laughs> okay, she has... Boom, 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 boom. She has listened to the show. She is a fan of the show. And now we get to hear her story. Now, Jen Brown was born in Chicago on the West Side. No judgment. Okay. <laughs> Educated in D.C. Okay. Groomed in L.A. Okay. You know what? There's a lot of woots in this whole bio situation. <laughs> we got Chicago here. We got D.C. representing. Groomed in L.A. and primed in New York. Writer, producer, and business lady in media. Let's go. Welcome, Jen, to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm so happy Yay. to be here. And yes, I have heard the show. I love it. It's a brilliant concept. So thank you guys for bringing this to life. Aww. Oh, shucks. Right? <laughs> Got me in my field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, means, it means a lot, you know. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Jen. Now, we always ask our guests to tell us, we, we already know who you are, but <laughs> your name, what school you went to, and if your school had a call out. So what you got, Jen? Oh, okay. Uh, Jim Brown here. The university I went to is the American University in Washington, D.C. And a call out. Oh, my God. I don't remember what it was. I mean, our mascot is Eagles. Oh, was it Fly Eagles Fly? No, that's that's Philadelphia Eagles. That's the football team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take it, though. I want to be like, go ahead, Eagles uh, Fly. Come on. Fly, Eagles Fly. That's what yeah. I heard. Hey, up, up to the sky. That's I don't remember, but I'm going to take it. I'm a, we'll I'm take, take that. We always say, if you don't know, just make one up. So we're going to go with Fly <laughs> Eagles Fly for American youth. All right. <laughs> Uh, Jen, so why American University? Why? Oh, my God. Um, one of the biggest reasons was the men. Um, so let me explain what that means. Please, please do. Uh, Tell me more. Yes. I was very boy crazy in high school, um, but it was very difficult for me to be crazy with boys in high school because I had a 11 p.m. curfew at 17, 18 years old, being from the west side of Chicago. Um, so I was like, mom, um, 
I'm about to, you know, do my thing in college. It's like, okay, fine. Um, AU specifically, I'm not really talking about the men at AU, but in DC. As okay. you know, DC has okay. a lot of different schools, right? So you have Howard, you have George Washington uh, University, you have UDC, you have, mm-hmm. you know, all George the things, Sam. even Yadier. Hey, listen, give me a heart of hearing, man. As long as he's fine, no <laughs> he's problem. Like, you okay? <laughs> Look, okay. <laughs> so, well, that was a big determining factor when I visited AU. I was like, okay, cool. If there's a guy here, great. But if not, I have all of these other schools, you know? So, yeah, I have to be honest. That was one of the biggest determining factors. So, knowing that going, how did that work <laughs> out for you? What do you got out here? Lady, it worked out well, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love I this for you. Well, thank you, Anna. Um, <laughs> I was booed up a lot in school, so I could really tell the listeners, you know, especially if you are a person who is in school right now in D.C., you know, I can break down what a Georgetown man was because I had a, a love thing with a Georgetown man. I had a little cuddle buddy at George Washington University. <laughs> I had a really good boyfriend at University of Maryland College Park. Um, a really good boyfriend at AU2. Um, Howard, I had a grad student at Howard. Oh, we got a grad uh, student at Howard. Okay. <laughs> I was out here. But I just want to let people know, okay? Look, I was not having sex with everybody. I know that's what you Let's might be hear. Okay, that was a roundaway girl, okay? No. I had, you know, little situations here and there, fun, free, like, you know, flirty, clearly. Um, but I got my experience. i I love this i love this okay every campus she just named in in the whole area yes whole area let me tell you what a georgetown man looking like right you know what you know what i actually want you to break it down break down the georgetown man versus the howard university man versus the university of maryland man let's let's do that little triangle yeah break it i like So, uh, for me, the University of Maryland College Park man, um, he was Caribbean, okay? Uh I seem to know, like, a lot of Caribbean guys from, you know, that school. He's Caribbean, very well put together, was on his way to Georgia Tech for grad school. Okay. Um, Had his stuff together, very good looking, very, you know, just put together, very College Park, Maryland, you know? Georgetown... Um, there were two guys that I was sort of talking to at different points and both of them were mixed guys, mm. actually, and very kind of like all over the place. Like, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical, you know, but there can be some truth in stereotypes. Okay. So whatever sort of mixed guy stereotype you got, it's that the crazy hair, the sort of like, I want to figure out what I am and who I am, you know, just trying to figure it out. Um, GW, George Washington, um, had a cuddle buddy there on the basketball team. Um, oh. Really sweet. He wasn't great about just cuddling, but he was Nigerian. Um, clearly wanted to do more than that, but he was very, very sweet, very nice. Allowed me to cuddle with him. Um, he ended up going to the NBA later. Nobody that y'all wow. would know. Um, yeah, that's how it sort of like break it down. Okay. 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 
This has been a lesson brought to you by Jen Brown. <laughs> All right. The men of the DMV. Now look at my shirt. He said, show more no. love on today. Look, look at, look. I knew. We knew. Show more love. Show the more love. We had the theme already. We knew it. We knew it was popping. And yes. I'm here for the dating, okay? Yes. Like, college is about exploring. College is about getting to know yourself, ex- you know, and getting to know other people. And you did that. And it sounds like you were committed to the mission, okay? Listen. You was committed to the mission. And Listen. and it sounds like you had some good company. I'm with it. Excellent <laughs> company. Believe it or not, all of them are really Excellent. great. <laughs> really sweet guys. So I was very, uh, very lucky. I had a, I had a, had a good time. I can, I just gotta say that's one of that's the most unique answer to that question that we have gotten so far, and I'm here for it. Thanks for the breakdown. I am so here for it. So, what Absolutely. was the culture like at American U? So, you come from West Side Chicago, you land at American University. What what was that like for you? First day on campus, what was that like? You know what's interesting. Um... I ended up starting American University earlier than the official semester. So I was a part of a group called STEP. And STEP is sort of like a head start for um, college-bound students of color. So STEP stands for summer, summer, what is it? Enrichment programs, transition, summer transition enrichment program. Um, so they've been doing this for 20 years. Um, and I think we were part of like the first sort of rollout. So I went to school between 2002 to 2006. Okay. So I entered um, American University summer of 2002 as part of the step, you know, class. So you had all of these different, um, you know, sort of people of color coming together Um, to just make sure that we can acclimate, you know, to school. Um, So the culture really for me started with STEP and understanding that we as a group, we're a special group. We want to be sure that we all graduate one and we want to graduate on time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody has time to be here for no more than four years. Okay. (laughs) So we were all very committed. We got to go or we get out earlier. So the culture for the black, for the black people, I guess you could say, was um, just accountability for each other, you know, specifically. As a whole, I think American University, no matter what color you were, people were really just focused on their studies. Um, American University had a really strong school of communication, um, which is, you know, what I was um, there studying to do. Um, so I felt like even the kids in, in the school of communication were really close, really close with each other and just supporting each other to, you know, get through school and, and do our best to move on. Did you find that there were a lot of people of color in the school of communications? It's a great question. Um, there were, yes. But coming from the west side of Chicago, and this kind of ties into what Adele said, um, I thought I knew everything I needed to know about Black people because I was so focused on Black Americans. So when I went to American University, I realized I don't know everything, not only about Black Americans, but about Black people in general. Because as you know, American University or any school in the DMV, but American University has a lot of um, different kinds of Black people, Caribbean Black people, you know, Nigerians, you know, Cameroonians. So in the School of Communication, I came across actually a lot of Eritreans in the School of Communication. Um, I came across a lot of people from the Caribbean. Um, I can't even think about the Black Americans that were in that school or who I was like close to. 
Um, so I feel like I have more of a diverse Black experience in the School of Communication there. So what were some things you were involved in? Did you participate in any organizations? What, what was life like for you on campus? Um, you know, while I wasn't running around with the boys, okay, <laughs> I would find <laughs> I would find time to really just focus on uh, anything that led me to really honing my craft more. Um, so I went from a journalism major to like more of a general film and media arts major. So I wasn't really a part of like any groups per se. The only group I could say is liturgical dance, um, which is, you know, religious dance. You know, I'm a Christian. And I remember us having sort of like a parent's day or something. And my auntie, shout out to Auntie Carla. Uh, she came to visit and she was able to see me liturgical dance. So I was happy about that. Um, other sort of activities that I've done that are really close to my heart because of that AU experience was a program called Heads Up which was a work study program that I was a part of. And it was where, um, you know, I was chosen to go to a school in Southeast DC in um, Anacostia um, to just sort of be extra, you know, for the children after school. Um, so I really love that program. Um, what else was I a part of? Another work study program, just being a projectionist. So I was really just focused on working toward my goal. Um, and being with the boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this liturgical dance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> I'm here for this. So yeah. did y'all like, did y'all go to churches in the area and perform? Were y'all performing on campus? We Wait, did y'all have like the mime? Did y'all do like the mime? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were doing. That's what liturgical dance is. So, you know, we are dancing for the Lord. And we, I think it was really... Um, I forget the entire name, but it was definitely partnered with the choir, the gospel choir. Gospel choir was big at AU, by the way. Um, and so we performed for, you know, the people on campus. We weren't going out and like traveling throughout the city. Um, so this was a campus group. Um, and we had a, you know, chapel on campus and everything. And again, like I said, when we would have parents days, we would, you know, perform, um, yeah, it was fun. Wow. All right. I love it. I mean, that's the first time anybody <laughs> no, has said anything been, that they've done re religiously. Yeah, like, I was going to say, this has been such a unique experience already with Chen Brown at American University. Yeah. You're stunned. Y'all are like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, now let's be clear. I knew I knew a couple of people in my undergrad who did it, who did liturgical dance, but they mm. it, we, it wasn't a program at our school. They did it at a church. Like, yeah, they same. became really. It wasn't um, offered. Yeah, yeah. So they did it at a church that a lot of us would go to or frequent, and. That's where their ministry was, but it wasn't necessarily on campus. So I think that that's pretty dope. Were you in any other organizations or groups or sororities? Anything else kind of piqued your interest? Um, I had a interest in being in a sorority. Um, and this story is really going to trigger one of my really good friends. Uh, shout out to Jamila Hatcher. Um, I really wanted to be in AKA. I was like... I think this is kind of where I fit. Um, and I told Jamila, okay, I'm going to do it, you know, um, but just wait, 
you know, wait till the next semester or something I told her. And I think there was a line currently that really she wanted to be a part of. Um, and so the next semester came, if I'm remembering this correctly. And I was like, nah, I don't think uh, the sorority life is for me. Um, I got a call, I want to say, in the middle of the night. And he, that annoyed me. And I said, I don't think I can do this. I don't just, I just don't want to be picking up nobody's phone call at three in the morning. Not built for it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could make these connections later on down the line. Um, so that really pissed off my good girlfriend um, because she ended up having to um, be online the next semester. Um, but yeah, no, no other groups. I was just out and about, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you made oh, her wait. Here. You made her wait and like, then said, "Nah." You was like, "We gonna do this later," and then you was like, "Nah." Terrible. I know. I've had to apologize many times to my friend. Okay. Yes, Jamila, she's sorry because she made you wait oh, and cross with some other that. people. You didn't even get to cross with who you wanted to cross with, girl. That's, that's my boo right there. <laughs> um, oh, I do want to say I was an RA. I was an RA, um, which I loved. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Um, and the unique part about it was I was an RA on the Tenleytown campus. So it's like some oh. blocks away from campus, um, or Tenley Circle. I forget. No, I can't believe I'm forgetting. Um, but it was a whole different campus and it was only for visiting students to AU, you know, people who were coming for a semester. So I was able to be an RA for, um, you know, visiting students throughout the country and also visiting students from overseas. Oh, that's cool. So, like, yeah, I got to RA, like, some French kids. I got to RA, um, actually, an indigenous group, um, one of which was a trans indigenous person. I mean, my experience was so amazing. Um, And I got a boyfriend out of that experience, too. (laughs) (laughs) Where where was he from? Um, He was from Virginia, and he went to a school called Bridgewater College. And so he was at AU um, for a semester. He wasn't living on my floor because he was literally from Virginia and went to school in Virginia. Um, so he just came on campus for uh, classes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so, so being an RA is a lot of responsibility, yo. Especially, uh, I'm sure, of, of, was there a language barrier issue? Like when you had the French kids or something? No. Okay, all right, we worked that out. We don't have people acquiesce to us. That's why we're privileged in the <laughs> True. True they, they have to come up here and speak English, yes. Facts, <laughs> facts. So what did you enjoy about being an RA? Because I just see it as a whole bunch of responsibility. So <laughs> I never applied. <laughs> oh my God, y'all should have. It is awesome. It's oh no, awesome. I get it. I was an RA. Yeah. You look, So yeah. you get it. It's a wonderful exercise in leadership, uh, communication, um, collaborating, you know, um, guiding people, you know, um, to your school, having pride in your school. Um, I love throwing events, you know. Um, I also like doing what the hell I wanted to do, you know? So, <laughs> you know, was, what's funny is that I'm laughing because Anna is like, I'm not sold on any of these. Anna's facial expressions <laughs> as you talking. Anna's face the whole time is like, nope, nope, not that, nope. <laughs> <laughs> My face just why, gives it away. Why, you know, what, what about it just did not appeal to you? I'm curious. I just thought it was a lot. So I I was a leader on campus, so I did do things, but I just felt like RAs, you had to care about the whole floor, like what everybody <laughs> yes. was doing, patrolling everybody's behavior. Like you, we friends, but we not friends. Like we yeah. cool. We ain't that cool. 
You know, like there's just a lot of balance. Uh, I think it's also like where you RA. Like when I was an RA, I refused to RA be the RA for mm-hmm. freshmen. Like I was not about to like welcome to college and this is your going to be no because that's then. I don't want to be worried about underage drinking and a bunch of other stuff. I was an RA for upperclassmen and like our apartment complex. So it was pretty like chill. All I had to do was put on programs. I had watch parties. You know, we watched the football games and they were big Steelers fans. So watch the Steelers games and provide food. And if people got noise violations, give warnings and or, you know, stricter things. And then that was it. I got to live there for mm. free. Yeah, it was pretty Exactly. Pretty chill. That's the other thing, the free part. You get paid, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. Now that is a benefit. Now that is something to think about. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what were what were classes like? Oh my God. Um, I don't know why, but I immediately flashed back to macroeconomics, which was like, Ooh. what the hell is this? Like mm-hmm. it was freshman year, one of those gen ed classes, huge class. Um, hundreds of kids in that class. This is really crazy because it's like I'm there. I know exactly the room we were in. Uh, it kicked my butt. So in my freshman year, classes were mostly gen ed. Um, so the classes were huge, right? Hundreds of kids. Um, as I got more of a focus into my um, degree of film and media arts with a, a minor in justice, those classes were a lot smaller. So I had one class, gay and lesbian documentary, which I found so fascinating and learned a lot about Harvey Milk and all these amazing people. That class was oof, maybe 15, 20 people, something like that, um, which was awesome. I had some uh, media arts classes that were, we were in really small rooms, so maybe 15 people as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you find that the curriculum, because I studied journalism, radio, TV production, all the things, did you mm-hmm. find like the curriculum spoke to your identity as well or how to mm-hmm. tell store, how to tell the stories that you wanted to tell? Did you feel like you got what you needed? I think that I did. I think I got what I needed. Um, particularly, I don't know why, but with the with the sort of graphic arts um, and the photography classes, I really was able to learn how to tell a story visually. Um, In my nine to five job right now as podcast producer for Teray, one of the things that I really love for Teray show, and one of the things I love is helping design the set and telling a story that way. And I feel like I really got that from AU. So the writing has always been very strong with me and very easy to to come by when it comes to writing, right? Journalism and filmmaking, script writing as well. But the visual part, I think, um, really served me well at AU. That's dope. Love that. And it serves us well at DCP Entertainment. Thanks, Jen. (laughs) 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 And thank you, American University. (laughs) Right? Um, I was going to say, like, you said you did a minor in justice. What what brought that on? Um, The writing part... Um, is really strong in terms of like um, knowing how to make an argument about something, no matter what side of the fence is on. I, I'm able to like um, kind of convince somebody of something, right? And so I, I always kind of had this thought, maybe I wanted to be a lawyer. And so the justice part was sort of itching a scratch um, that I was contemplating. I think it was also a way to 
placate my mom because to this day, and I'm almost, I'm almost 40 years old, okay? I think she still has hopes that your girl <laughs> is going to be a lawyer and it ain't happening, you know? <laughs> but um, there is something about language, even legalese, that really, um, it just, it really inspires me. It excites me. Um, the ability to say stuff and not say stuff, to not say stuff, but say, like, it's so cool to me. Um, so in the way that I sort of get that scratch now is, you know, reading contracts, you know, um, but yeah, just the legalese part just really inspires me. So the way that I sort of itch that scratch now is just through, you know, any sort of contract work that I'm able to read or, um, get approval on, especially through my own um, business that I have called Black Owned Productions. That's awesome. I can see you as a lawyer, but also I can see why you wouldn't be a lawyer on <laughs> both sides. Yeah. As you know, we have a few segments on our show. And one of our segments is called Rock On. And so when you arrive from the west side of Chicago um, to American <laughs> University, <laughs> what were some what was some music, uh, you know, white type music that you got exposed to that you probably didn't know about until you got there at that predominantly white school? Um the one that comes to mind is uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. <laughs> when I... Listen, y'all know, because I see Anna's expression. You saw okay? her face? <laughs> Anna's face is telling her. I swear. Listen, when I was against my will at those white parties at <laughs> AU, and that song came on, these white people would go They're crazy. crazy. Like, yes. What was going... Like, I'm like, okay, like I must be missing something, okay? Because this <laughs> is the ish to them. Um, so that song, and then there's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, actually. I only knew about that, but that's a that's a cold song, okay? Like, yeah. that's a song. Yeah. Um, come on. Mad love to Freddie Mercury around yes, here. Yes, yes. Queen. Okay. Come on, Queen. That that song is top tier. But yeah, those, those two. Yeah. Now, I know you said you got forcibly, you were forced to be at parties, but what was the party life like at American American University? Are you talking about the white people parties? Wherever you were, what were those like? <laughs> um, <laughs> Both. We'll talk about all the things. Okay. Um, I feel like, y'all, I had the blackest experience at this PWI. So when it came to parties, I was introduced to soca music. Oh, introduced okay. to dance music, introduced to more reggae, introduced to um, Afrobeats, you know? And, of course, being in D.C., what am I going to hear? Some go-go. Go so I was just, like, amazed going to parties because I'm like, what am I listening to? Like, this is crazy. Like, when it came to go-go, no disrespect to Bell because I know this show city, okay? It's okay. But when I first heard it, I was like, why are these people playing pots and pans and smashing them? <laughs> Not pots and pans. <laughs> yes, girl. I so I the more I listen, 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 I was like, this is fire, you know? Backyard mm. band. Chuck Brown, who's a legend now. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, all those things, like it just really um colored my experience at AU. 
made me appreciate my black people more too. Um, so yeah, that was th that's the music that was going on at parties. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. You know, on a a real note is clicking your heels three times. Like, was there a moment? that you wanted to click your heels and go back home. And you're just like, this PWI is doing too much. No, ma'am. Never. And no, sir. Okay. Like I never, ever had that. And um, again, after I graduated from high school, I said to my mom, I said, mom, when I leave, I'm gone. Okay. <laughs> so when I was there, um, AU was just such a welcoming community. I felt really supported there. Um, the greater DC area gave me a lot of support as well, because, you know, as I said, you have Howard there, you have Georgetown, you have all these different schools, all these different experiences. Um, step, you know, being a part of a very special group of people of color to keep you accountable um, did not make me miss home. And I had a great, I have a great home. I had a great childhood. It's the best gift that my mother ever gave me. Um, but I was so excited about moving on, growing up, growing into myself um, that I've never was like, I'm tired of this PWI. No. And like coming from Chicago, which is yeah. massive. Chicago is huge. Like people don't understand how big Chicago is. To DC, like you could fit like 10 DC plus into Chicago. <laughs> was it was that different just kind of shifting from city to city like the vibe was it was it different just kind of being in DC for you coming from Chicago It was it was um very different um I felt like I could conquer it more because Anna as well both of y'all know as you said it's very big Chicago right there's so much to see and coming from a big place to DC I felt like I had a little bit more power that I could get to know DC more that I could get to know AU in four years and um I feel like I was I was able to do that that's awesome yay <laughs> yay <laughs> um, I have a question. How did you know? How did she know? So was there a moment? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that sweater. Anyway, so was there a what moment else? that was literally the opposite where, you know, you were just like, I made it. I'm here. This is good. Like, where you felt good about being there. You knew. You knew. It worked. Was there like an aha moment for that? Where I knew AU was the one, you mean? Yes, or? like you made a good choice. Oh. Yeah, you're good. Yes, yes. Um, I think I knew at the very beginning because y'all, I had my heart set on going to Syracuse University because again, journalism, right? Syracuse is like one of the top, they have one of the top schools. I got in, um, I visited and if anybody knows anything about Syracuse, no disrespect to Syracuse, but outside of the campus and around the campus is somewhere I came from. So I'm not going back to the west side of Chicago, okay? So I was like, great school, but what's around? Head to the no. And this is eight, nine hours from New York City, and I can't even... Right. So going to D.C. and at American University, which didn't have as much of a heralded um, sort of school of journalism like Syracuse was, 
I was like, I could make this work. You know, I love the vibe. I love what I'm hearing from the current students. Um, and through my, out my four years, I knew, I mean, the way that I felt initially about AU was how I felt throughout all of those four years. That's awesome. I love that it was such a perfect fit for you. You know, I think picking a college is one of those moments in your life. Like some, it's, it's a significant moment. Mm -hmm. And so when you make the decision and the decision you make is the right one, you're like, I did that. That was, it feels good. You know what I mean? It's that, it's what's an important moment. Yes. Yes. I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say you didn't pick Syracuse because, you know, you came to D.C. area for the men's and just the men's wasn't popping at Syracuse. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for that. I was like, what do the men's well, like up there? She was like, when I visit, you know, no, not. As someone who went to school. It was a good guess, though. It was a good guess yeah. as to where I could have possibly went, but no. I'm telling you, as someone who went to Ithaca College, which is not far from Syracuse at all, right. Right. the men's is different. They ain't the same. I think you made the right choice, Jen. You, you she, did good, terribly Anna, disappointed. she did good, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> terribly, terribly, terribly disappointed. Terribly, not terribly disappointed. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It ain't Chocolate <laughs> City, child. It ain't that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It that is, is not Chocolate City. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Jen, you want to share about your experience about being I mean, at a PWI? Let's see. I was very lucky enough to have gone to a school that assisted me with all of my applications. So I was able to apply to 16 schools. Um, They paid for everything. um, And I got into 15 of the 16. And none of them were HBCUs because I thought, I know enough about my people. Like, why do I need to go to HBCU? You know? Um, And so I think about that. Like, would I... Knowing what I know now, would I have gone to an HBCU? What I would say is like, I wish I didn't think that I knew everything I did about my people, but I was 18 years old, right? And clearly right. there's way more to our people. Um, but I would say I would probably give it, I would at least have applied to some HBCUs, you know? So yeah, even though I, I'm happy about my decision about going to AU, um, I would have applied to HBCUs. Yeah. That's real. And I mean, I know you had a boot thing at Howard. Did you like participate in anything that Howard was doing? Did you kind of experience some of the HBCU life visiting Howard? I went to um, Howard's homecoming. My dang, did I go two years? The f- so I went when my uh, yeah. So I went the summer of two thousand two when I was in STEP, um, and I got a boyfriend there. Um, (laughs) so he saw me he was Caribbean that was my boyfriend for like two years Um, and then the other boo from the actual Howard um, that was later on so I wasn't really like involved you know I just go over to see him and and that was it yeah how did you like Howard Homecoming oh it was so much fun it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before I was like oh my gosh all these beautiful black people and everybody just looked so gorgeous. Like, mm. I was like, there were all of these gorgeous people just in one area. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> the women, the men, just everybody just looks so beautiful and having so much fun. And um, it was it was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, I get I definitely understand that because living here, we visited the campus a few times. Just sometimes we have 
classes on campus or go to programs at Howard. But then when I went away to school and, you know, I'm not going to hold you that early 8 a.m. class, brush my teeth, wear my pajamas to class sometimes. (laughs) But you go on Howard campus, they dress down, okay? Like, they stiletto heels, like, hair done first thing in the morning. I was like, oh, they they dress. Like, they they dress for class. I... I'll be wearing sweats and like boots. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> they were dressing. It was I wouldn't a fashion have made it. show, Anna. It was just they look fly. Was, I, I wasn't built for it, but you know, I have no doubt. But I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. Oh well, Jen, we're glad you joined us today. Ooh. Why don't you tell us a little about your podcast? Which which you do? Oh, Jen got a podcast. She does. <laughs> oh, snaps! <laughs> so it's called uh, "Shooting the Ish with a Brit," um, and it's a podcast where me and my good friend David uh, talk about all the things. And every season is sort of it has a theme. So David is a white British man. Clearly, I'm a black American woman. And that's where the name Shooting the Ish with a Brit comes from. Our last season is focused on um, a show that we were watching. Um, I'm trying to even remember because our show is on hiatus right now. But it's an evergreen podcast. So you can go back and listen to episodes. Um, But the last season was on. uh, Oh, my gosh. What show is it? What show is it? With Andrew Garfield. Um, It was some Christian show. Ah, I forget. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody tr- checks it out again. Shooting the Ish with a Brit podcast. Um, it's a lot of fun banter. Yay. I was yeah. trying to find Andrew's show. I got nothing. <laughs> she was but that still sounds she great. Was Googling. <laughs> I was Googling. I was trying to help. I was trying to help. It didn't work out. Oh, Google failed me. I'll share with you. And then I want to also plug one more thing. My production company is called Black Owned Productions. And it's where me and my good friend Chase Parker produce content for and about Black people. It's all unscripted content at the moment. Um, so, yeah, check out our content, Black Home Production. Spell it the Black way. So whatever you think that is, do something funky with the letters. will come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We're, we're really thank glad you. to have you here. Yeah. This was so much fun, guys. for tuning in to the head nod podcast don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the cube app and at dcp official across social family follow my sis adele at i am adele coleman across all socials and follow the coolest to ever do it anna deshawn at anna deshawn on all socials listen wherever you get your podcast and if you really dig it leave a rating and a review Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod.